Well, good evening or good day, however you want to say it. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Papa Joe. All right, pull your tin foil hats out, pull your checkbooks out, your balance sheets, and let's uh, let's talk about some some prepping and how that has to do with the kids and everything. All right, everybody. Hey, uh, I hope you all are having a good night. Bear with me for just a just a hot minute here because it's hot down south here. Hot, hot. And I don't mean a little bit hot. For us Yankees, this is like what we would call balls hot. And uh, I mowed two fields today and did my yard and my garden and holy crap. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not, uh, we're not totally up to par right now, but I've got me a little bit of medicine in a cup. And we're and we'll, we'll we'll kick this off, all right. So listen, what I want to talk about. One thing that I was on my mind all day while I was out out there on the on the mower and and doing stuff is uh, we have groups and and we tend to uh, we tend to as a society tend to stay away from people that that don't act like us, don't seem like us, and that's and that's normal. That's a that's a good survival reaction, right? If you're robbing banks, I'm not going to be wanting to hang out with you. But one thing that's popped up in the past few years has gained a little bit of uh, notoriety and fame is the prepping community. And and I happen to be associated with, with the local prepping community. I'm not going to say I'm a big part of it because, well, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I do my own, I kind of do my own thing. But there's but there's a theory behind it that needs to be taught and and as I'm I'm going you know going down around the field and stuff and I'm thinking about all the stuff that that kids aren't doing people aren't doing you know both in my family on the news just people you know around me in town things like that and and that's the idea of prepping and and when we and when we've talked about it prepping preparing for stuff we tend to think of those people as um you know, tin foil hat kind of people, right? They're 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 crazy. They're nut jobs. So you can't be a prepper if you're you know if you're a normal person because oh my god, the thing is the scope of that is is so broad. You got everything from doomsday preppers, alien preppers, you know, end of the world preppers, uh, nuclear war, you know, and everything else. But when you stop and think about it, we all are preppers. Every single one of us are, and, and if we're not, if you're not preparing, maybe that's what's wrong. That's the, the 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 crux of your issue. If you're having an issue, well, we all are having issues. Just being alive is an issue, you know. But um, that theory of prepping needs to be passed down to kids. Now, I have this theory as the fire chief in town, and and my guys on the department all know this. If you are ready nothing's going to happen okay if you're re- if we are ready as a fire department and and we do this that honest to god you ask my guys i'm not nuts you know in telling you this the hot weather's coming around last year we had a um last year we had a, a drought along with the heat wave the south is going through a drought again and the whole time i said let's prepare for wildfires prepare for wildfires well, we never have wildfires. We don't worry about wildfires. They're easy to put out. Prepare. And as we're preparing and as we're doing it, we're figuring out, oh, there's little things here that need to be tweaked that could be an issue later on. And if you prepare, things won't happen. But when you also prepare, when things happen, 
it really does seem like no big deal. If you come out with me on the fire department when we have a, a, a fire, it really is no big deal. We're kind of picking on ourselves and all that because we prepare for it. You know, we prepare for structure fires. We prepare for, you know, I'm in the middle of, of organizing stuff to prepare for, bring us up to par a little bit more on, on auto extrication. And when we had our last structure fire, everything I said, be ready. You may never use this. You may never see this, but the one time you do. And you know what? When we had our last fire, there was an incident that came up. Somebody, I needed a guy on the pump. And I always said, be ready. I'm going to, I might need you. If the chief engineer doesn't show up for, because we're a volunteer department. You never know who's, it's not like, you know, A shift, B shift, you know, you don't know who's going to be there all the time. You hope, but you know, people have, have issues that they got to deal with family issues. They got family stuff. You got family functions. You know, you, you volunteer firefighters don't stop their life. They don't not go on vacation. And you know what? Put old boy on the pump. Be ready. Be ready. I want everybody to know how to use the pump and I want you to be my standby, you know, expert. And he did it. And he operated the pump. Be ready. What are we going to do if a hydrant's out? It never happens. Don't worry about it. There's hydrants all over. Guess what? There was a hydrant out that night and we had to stretch across the highway, which means we had to have control on the highway. So you prep like that. And if you don't carry that theory over throughout life, I'm seeing young kids doing this. We got people in in our family. I'm seeing young kids do this. They're not preparing. There's that that feeling that there is always a bailout and things will never happen. If there's anything, and and youngins, if you're listening to this, always prepare. If you prepare, if if you prepare for something bad to happen and it doesn't happen, really you have lost nothing. And it's almost a savings account is how I look at it. If I prepare for an inevitable, well, in, in my household, if I prepare for me to lose my job, I prepare to have money and savings in case I lose my job because you can't control everything. Okay, I was a I was a truck driver and a logistics chief in a in a, a, a food processing plant. So at any time, whether I was walking through the plant, I could have got hurt. It's a dangerous place driving a truck, and it doesn't have to be my fault. It doesn't have to be anybody's fault. Somebody driving down the road has a diabetic emergency and hits my truck. Is that a plausible thing? Yes. Not my fault, not theirs. No matter how much I'm ready, it's going something is going to happen. Now, I save up two or three months, I have that savings in there, and now all of a sudden there's something I want. So you kind of weigh it out. You know, I might tap into that savings a little bit. But if I hadn't prepared on my way out the door, get hit by a bus. Well, there are no buses here in Dyer. Town of 700 people there. Yeah, we don't have buses. We don't have mass transit. We got mass dogs is what we have here in Dyer. But that theory has to be passed down. And and one thing that I remember in school, we did a, a thing through, and I believe it was a home economics class or something. But we had to, in, in one of our classes, we had to prepare a home budget, a generic home budget. And, and we don't sit down. And actually, I don't know many people, of course, I don't delve into their lives, that actually do a budget. And when you budget your time and you budget your money, 
if you prepare, you have to be prepared for the inevitable. Now, I'm going to really, we're going to really delve deep into this because people don't understand why. It's, it's really simple to use that analogy of save money for bills. But we've taken some things for granted. Do you understand that if you take out a line of credit, that credit can be revoked? That's like a marker. When you go to Vegas, they give you a marker at any time. They can pull that marker in. They can pull that marker in and say, you know what? Okay, we give you $10,000 in credit. It's time for you to pay. Whether it's a mortgage, a car, or anything else. Now, there's a lot that comes with that. But people get flabbergasted when they don't, they don't understand they they bought something young and now they're you know they're as they get a little bit older things change now that marker gets called in you didn't plan that if that marker gets called in now your car gets repoed your house gets repoed okay your credit goes to crap you go to court you get wage garnishes things like that things will happen in life and even though the odds are sometimes a million to 1 but somebody wins that fucking lottery every week, don't they? Sometimes it goes two or three weeks, but somebody wins that lottery. And the chances of you winning a lottery are actually, and, and you can Google this, you can find the statistics, the chances of you winning the lottery are so far out of whack from the chance of you losing your home. Look at the housing crisis. They said things would never... Gen Xers, if you're a Gen Xer, this is my big thing for Gen Xer. You remember the housing crisis. Remember when they were trying to sell us houses when we were young in our 20s? As long as you have good credit, you got to get a house on a variable rate mortgage. Remember that line? If you're a Gen Xer and you have never heard that line, get a house on a variable rate mortgage because it will never, it will never really change. It'll always be cheap. Remember that line? If you never heard that line, you're not a Gen Xer. I was stupid because I said, eh, I don't trust the market. I didn't buy a house on a variable rate mortgage, but everybody around me that did, they lost their ass and it caused a big market crash. The same thing happens all the time when when kids buy cars. We're going to buy these on variable rate loans or we're going to get, you know, we're going to get this big loan because in five years or in two years or in one year when our credit is great, it'll, it'll go down. Well, what happens if... Six months after you buy the car, the kid gets sick, or you think you got time and you're not self-disciplined. Now you freaking lost your car because you had planned on eating beans and rice for a year. Well, six months into it, you decided to go steak and lobster, jackass. You have to prepare for these things. And when, when, when you don't use that analogy, when, when you start talking to these prepper guys, and some people like to pick on them and they call them tinfoil hats and all that. Well, right about now, oh my God, a song just came into my head. Right about now, funk so bro. Okay, no, okay. Back on track. A little bit of moonshine. Let's get back on track. Right about now, that garden's looking pretty gosh darn good, isn't it? Those guys that are that were talking about learning how to can and all that stuff. What your your grandparents did the same thing, and your great grandparents did it. I'm not going to say your grandparents because some of y'all, I am your grandparent. I'm, I'm grandparent age. I remember growing up, and there was a pantry in every old person's house. Now, my grandparents lived in a in a trailer. That was back when trailers were actually cool. They didn't live in like a trailer park, run down, toothless meth heads. It was a nice place. So grandma had stuff all over, and in a spare bedroom, there was canned food. 
canned milk. Nowadays, people actually only shop for one or two days. Why do you think that during COVID there was a run on stuff? It wasn't just a run on toilet paper. That made the news. I don't know why. There was a run on food because people did not plan. Now, if you'd come to Papa Joe's house, I had, I've always got food. It may not be, I may not be able to throw down a, a Chef Ramsay meal, but Grammy and I have food and we've got flour. You've got the basic necessities. And it's not that we're country folk preppers, tinfoil hat people. It's that what happens when something, ha- when, when something goes down? Are we prepared for a full year? Are we prepared if there's a, you know, a societal crash? No, but I have a garden. We ha- and, and, you, and you plan that stuff so that next time there's a COVID, well, it's an inconvenience for us. It's not a... It's it's not a dire emergency. And I can't believe all the people that, especially COVID should have been this generation's wake-up call for that, for prepping. And, and I think from what I'm seeing on the internet and like that, there's a lot of movement towards learning how to can, how to grow your own food. I think a lot of people still don't have the guts to hunt and fish because that really is messy. That's down in the dirt. I don't take my deer to a deer processing plant. I'd stop by the liquor store, grab me a a, a 12 pack and I hang that sucker up in the garage and it's messy. It's bloody, but turn up the radio and and then a couple hours it's done. The freezer is, you know, freezer full or usually the grill gets full first. And that's how you do it. Same thing with, with fishing. Grammy's out fishing right now with the boys, making memories, having fun. When she comes home, that catfish is going to have to be cleaned. But that is prepping. A lot of people don't look at it how you can combine that. And, and so I'm going to urge everybody to start thinking about that. You don't have to, you don't have to, to make it a part of your lifestyle. And a lot, of, a lot of people, they do. But you know what? Everybody does. Everybody, if their hobby is prepping, then that's their hobby at whatever level. The same thing, you know what? You city folks do the same thing. Your hobby is going out, going to work. College kids, your hobby is drinking and studying. All right, that consumes your life for, you know, that that's your outward appearance in life. And so the preppers do tend to be a little a little weird if you're not part of them, if you don't understand them. However, comma, like I always say, you need to you need to meet people on their level and and learn some things and at least get into that mode of there is a chance it might be a one in a bazillion chance, but there's always a chance. You don't know. You don't know what could happen. You do everything right. You do every single thing right, and you may still have a heart attack. You do everything right. You may still get cancer. You may still have an accident, even though you're doing everything right. And is it fair? No. The Gen X of me is going to tell you, of course it ain't fair. You better be prepared when it does. It doesn't mean you have to consume your life. Now, that's going to be the flip side of this talk. Don't let it consume your life. Just be aware that it's going to happen. And you know what? Most everything that you run into in life is going to be like that. The amount of effort, the amount of impact, the amount of everything really has to do with your attitude towards it. You knew it was going to happen, so that takes away 90% of the bite. I knew it was going to happen. Even things I I know or might happen and I don't prepare for, but I knew they were coming. I knew there was a chance. It was a one in a million chance. 
no matter how hard I try, how hard I, I prepare, you know what? You're going to miss something, but know that that is there. That is coming. Roll with the punches. Don't bitch about it. A lot of the, a lot of the younger folks nowadays, are, that's what they do, and I think that's what Gen X and that's what a lot of older folks have consternation about is, is kids, are they, they tend to bitch about it. Well, we didn't teach them. You didn't teach them. You told kids that if they went to college, they would be successful. You didn't teach them that their, that their specialty would go away. You didn't teach them that their specialty might be overloaded. You taught them if you go to school to be a computer person, that you're going to live a comfortable life and an easy job. Well, now they figured out everybody taught their kids that. Now that now computer degrees are a dime a dozen. I don't even hardly pay for computer services much anymore. I kind of barter in it. If I need computer stuff, I call my friends. But if you talk to us back in the 80s, go to school to learn computers because you're going to make a lot of money. We we didn't teach, you know, we weren't taught that. And kids aren't taught that nowadays to, hey, understand it's going to happen. And you might not have the answer. I think I think that's where millennials actually have some strength. Because the millennials that I know, when they fail, go, well, it could happen. I just didn't put a lot of stock in it. We'll move on to something different. They lower their standards, and I I don't quite agree with that sometimes. But, hey, yeah, the kid's sick. Okay, we'll roll with it. We can't afford that, so we'll go back to what Gen X used to do. (laughs) If you listen to millennials, they're really good at it. I just think that sometimes they don't take it serious enough. But that's, that's a me issue, not a them issue. All right, everyone. I love you and all. I want you to go find your local friend that's that's a tin foil hat guy. And I think and actually I think if you if you look around you'll find that there's a lot of people that do that that aren't tin foil hat. They're not tin foil hat plaid shirt, nineteen eighty two Subaru with peace signs on it. They're not all wackadoos. I'm not a wackadoo. I'm not crazy, but I, I dig in the dirt, you know. I I keep a pantry. Some of my family members are like people around here are like that. They're not they're not crazy going around going, you know, aliens are coming, but they but those are people you might want to talk to. And if nothing else, you know, start to figure out certain things. I am never going to be a good canner of food, so to speak. Or or even a better example. I don't butcher deer perfect. I it it doesn't look pretty. I hang it up, I get the cuts of meat I want. They don't look anything like those YouTube videos. Don't look anything like what you would buy in a store. But I get her done. So I know if I want to have it done differently, I find I find other people that do it. And that's what you need to do if you're not good at it. You don't want to you don't want to gut a deer? How about you find that guy that deer hunts or you don't want to you don't want to raise a cow? Find the guy that does raise a cow. What do you want, man? Whether it's money or or help? You know, this guy over here is, is raising cows. Hey, make some friends out in the country so that, you know, when the when the grid collapses, the electrical grid collapses, you got some place to go. Because you come out two or three times a year, you come out to Papa Joe's place and you, you know, you work the fields for a little bit. You come out here doing, you know, help Grammy with the canning. Okay, so now the grid collapses. Come on out, man. Let's do it. I'm fairly cheap. If you just keep a 30 rack of cores in your trunk and, you're always welcome, but that's a joke. That 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 that's kind of joking. But you get to know the people, talk to them, learn them, learn where they're coming from, 
And even though they're going to talk about the end of society, the governmental collapse is what a lot of the really big ones that, that gain the, the biggest uh, media hype. But you're going to want to get with those and start getting into that mode. Well, the government may not collapse. It, I, I don't. I think a government, a total government collapse, I think is far reaching. But I think it will stumble. I think it might stumble a lot, and I think it might fall. And I think that stumble can hurt a lot of people. I think it stumbles a lot now. So the things that you say will never happen. Guess what? Martial law is in the Constitution. Do I think it's instituted every time there's a disagreement? No. Do I think it's coming? No. Do I think it could come? Probably. It's a system run by people, right? We got people that don't know anything about money making money decisions. Is uh, is it possible our economy could collapse? Eh, I don't know about collapse, but is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible it could, oh, I don't know, explode in different areas? Tax rates here, inflation there, stupid bullshit that nobody understands? Yeah. All right. I want you all to just think about that. I want you all to pray on that for just a hot minute and just, you know, think about it. Don't just run away from the guys with the tinfoil hats that are going, "Ah, it's the end of the world. The Democrats are going to kill us. The Republicans are... Are, are, are going to kill everybody. No, but listen to what they're saying, or rather listen to how they're saying it. Get down into the weeds. Don't just blow them off. All right? Okay. I love y'all. Have a great, great evening. Mm-hmm.